welcome to the Silicon Slopes Conversations. Today we're joined by Eric Inga Bretson. You nailed it, dude. You crushed it. Co-founder at Bloom. How are you? Good, thanks. Thanks for having me. And, and again, good job on the pronunciation. It's not easy. I, thank you very much. <laughs> I had to write it in my own little uh, special second grade way, but yep. we got it. All good. Uh, thanks for taking the time to join us today. You're the first one post uh, our big Slope Summit event, so um, it's good to get back in the saddle. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Um, let's start out with, you're a bit of a, a younger person that's usually uh, you know, sitting in that seat, and the company's still relatively young. Yeah. So for those that don't know, let's give the, the founding story and the background of the whole thing. Cool. Um, I guess like where our story starts is probably in a similar place to, to many many people here in Utah or other kind of stories at some point. But uh, our story really starts, I was a missionary in Argentina. So I spent a couple years living in, in Buenos Aires, Argentina. And that's like where the origin of, of this story starts is while I was there as a missionary 10 years ago now, the conversion rate to the Argentine peso to the dollar was five pesos to $1. Today, unofficially, it's closer to a thousand pesos to $1 um, off, off kind of the official exchange rate, but what you can actually get on the streets. And so, like, I saw the start of that, you know, hyperinflation and, and anyone that's spent time in emerging markets in Latin America or elsewhere has seen a similar story. I consistently met people during my time living in Argentina that were educated, sharp, hungry, uh, but just didn't have access to the same opportunities that I did and didn't have access to the same career or other opportunities, um, you know, that matched their skill sets and reality and, and their qualifications. And so that's kind of the origin of our story is coming back from that. Like many people that have spent time abroad, you know, I was forever changed. I wanted to do something, but didn't know exactly kind of what that was. My background eventually took me uh, to San Francisco. I, I spent a couple years living in California in San Francisco, and I worked for a big tech company that did international hiring, that did remote, you know, remote work, international payroll, labor laws, compliance, and learned kind of the ins and outs of that space. And realized, hey, what I'd always wanted to do coming back for my time spent living in Argentina, like, you know, the way to, 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 to kind of make an impact and, and do something for that people, you know, that demographic that I, that I had on my mind was through remote work. You know, we all through the pandemic here beefed up our home internet, right? That all happened, but that same thing happened in all corners of the earth. And I saw that thanks to my exposure and experience at my, my work at the time and realized, hey, this is probably kind of the, the way to, to do that. Um, and so that was just the idea of like, hey, can I, you know, can we help people in emerging economies, emerging markets, improve their career path, their income levels, you know, th those kind of components that make up such a core part of, of your life? Can we do that through remote work? And so that was like the starting point of like, hey, can I help friends of mine in Argentina that are, you know, struggling from this hyperinflation issue? Can we help them improve again, income, career path, et cetera, through remote work? And that was the starting point of like, what does that mean? Can we set up home offices? What, is broad, you know, what does internet look like? What is all those components? How do you pay someone? How do you hire them? And I had some exposure to that you know, from my, my professional background. Um, but that's, that's really where I started to today. Bloom is what we call it social impact staffing. So it's this mission-driven uh, staffing business where we connect people in emerging markets uh, that are doing, you know, set up to work remotely. We connect them to, to companies here in the U.S. And, and kind of cater to both sides of those things. Of our clients here are looking for an easier, simpler way to scale remote teams, look at hiring and, and working with people overseas, but not knowing how to do that or not wanting to take on some of the risk responsibilities of doing that. So it's kind of connecting those two groups together in, in a mission-driven way is what we've built uh, at, at Bloom. Very cool. Yeah. So we're in the the zone of maybe the proverbial win-win-win, right? Yes, that's that's what we call it. I mean, you think about like 
the, the need that we're trying to solve for companies here in Utah, right, and we can talk about some of those is like, you know, we've seen the headlines over the last couple of years, staffing shortages. Obviously, we've all seen about inflation and hiring costs, labor costs have gone way up. And so there's that kind of component as well as, you know, just the transition to remote work. People are looking to hire, you know, a anywhere at this point. It's like those kind of things on, on the kind of the U.S. side, how we're helping them win. And then, you know, our global workforce today, we call it, they on average, they're making two and a half times as much money as they did in their last job locally, right? And so like, that's the win for them. It's like they now have this environment that they can get better opportunities, better career path kind of opportunities and make more money in their environment. And then, you know, we'll win as well as we can grow our business and offer this service to both of these parties in, in a world-class way. Very cool. Yeah. So there's, um there's a lot of fun things happening, right? And we'll talk about the impact throughout sure. this. Um, but then for the lazy folks like me, anytime you mention the word international and you mentioned compliance, yep. and then that's where the rubber meets the road, right? It does, yes. It's easy and fun to talk about. But, and you also have the two markets, right? You need to have the companies here locally or in the United States that believe you. Correct. Um, and then you need to have the folks scattered throughout the world that are aware of what y'all do. Um, yep. Chicken or egg and uh, big undertaking. How did you and your, your team start to crack that nut? Yeah, I mean, we started on the one side with, again, the folks overseas, right? That's like the talent side of our, like the, you know, the team members that we work with because that was my back, you know, that's, that's who I knew we wanted to help. And I didn't get in this business because I'm passionate about staffing. It's because I'm passionate about helping people overseas. and. Growing up, I had some experiences, you know, being able to, to, to go to, to some of these countries, go to India, go to Ghana, and then as a missionary, you know, that was doubled down and kind of, so that's where we started on that side of the marketplace is like, that was the question first of like, how do we help these people? Can it be done? Can they work remotely, right? And then it just, we're a unique, unique I, I think, in, in some ways of the Utah ecosystem, and, and a lot of the companies you hear about are, hey, we're, we're, we're celebrating the raise that we, you know, we raised this big round, we're doing this and that. We're unique in that we're totally bootstrapped, we're self-funded, so it's a little bit of a different growth story. We've had some fast growth, but it was then like, you know, slow growth to start of like, okay, we prove that, you know, we prove there's a need on one side of the marketplace. There's obviously a need for people, you know, in these emerging economies. Then it was like, can we validate on this side, are people looking for that service, right? And, and it was just at first, just starting small, like, can we prove this out with a handful of people? Right? Can we say, company X you know, needs this, and, and we can fill that need? Um, and, and so that's, that's how it started, snowballed small of, let's go talk to people we know that are you know, business owners or business leaders, and are they looking for this? Sure enough, they were, right? Again, as I talked about some of the challenges that we've all seen headlines here in, in the States. But what's unique about, like, you know, th this is, we didn't reinvent the wheel here, but we did it in a different way of, like, we're extremely mission-driven, impact-driven, um, and that, like, that's where we started. Um, and, and kind of the other differentiator here we can talk about is the very unique group uh, that we work with and some of the, the way that we've gone about now as we've grown and formalized, who do we work with overseas? We're very intentional about that and the companies that we work with here in the States. Gotcha. So there's, uh, there's certain jobs that you have to do in person, right? If we're gonna yep. put in a telephone poll, yep. that needs to be in person. Um, but more and more there's, uh, there's hundreds if not thousands of jobs that you could do from anywhere on planet Earth. Um, give us an example of, of the folks uh, in Argentina or Ghana or wherever, uh, their skill sets, you know, like their, their kind of titles and how those, those are marrying up. Yes, good question. So I guess, let me, let me share a little bit more context as to answer that question. So, you know, I shared kind of where we started with me in Argentina. 
since you know coming back from that, there's another kind of core part of our founding story that I'll share that answers this question. So my background was in international hiring, right? Living, working for a big tech company in San Francisco that kind of did this space. My co-founder, he was at a company called BYU Pathway Worldwide. So you've all heard of BYU. This is many of you probably heard of BYU Pathway, um, but they're a sister, you know, university to BYU, and they do BYU Pathway and BYU Idaho online. So while I had kind of the international kind of hey hiring background. He had this educational, you know, e exposure to this demographic of online students that we saw also firsthand. Their you know needs weren't being met as far as like hey, there's still a good chunk of them that are struggling to find employment even after studying online at an accredited American university. So this is a long, you know, a roundabout way of saying like we brought those two things together and that's the kind of another differentiator of what we do in our business. Um, that adds a real value to, you know, businesses here as we work with college educated folks in these markets. Um, but th to answer your question is like, you know, as you think about, you know, now that's where we got started. Now we have a formal relationship and partnership with BYU Pathway Worldwide, with BYU Idaho Online. And so a lot of the people we work with are coming out of those schools with, you know, similar certificates, associates, bachelor's degrees, and similar things that we see here. So the short answer is like, you know, basically we do any job that can be done remotely for kids coming out of school, we do it. So that's everything from, you know, like basic, you know, entry level engineering, design, you know, some in, in the tech, you know, space, creative, marketing, social media, sales, you know, customer support, tech support, kind of anything that can be done remotely that businesses here are looking for. And we've narrowed in on like, you know, we work mostly in roles that fit to people coming out of school because that's the demographic that we work with. You know, that's the demographic that I knew as a missionary in Argentina and now that in this formal partnership that we have with BYU Pathway and with BYU Idaho Online, it makes sense for us to kind of work in, in that sphere as well. So it runs the, the kind of the, the gambit of, you know, roles that can be done remotely. We mostly do them all. Very cool. Yeah. So let's say we're sitting on a plane and you're telling me about your business and uh, I've got a company with 50 employees and we've raised yep. a little bit of money and um, we're just became profitable and and I start complaining about um, entry-level engineering, graphic designer, data entry, and I say, do you have the solution for me? Which would, ca you know, cascade into a lot of other questions because in my mind I'm thinking, how do I know they speak English? How do yep. I know they have fast internet? How do they know that uh, when I'm awake, they're awake or yep. vice versa, right? So, um, and then it's what I would say is I don't want to worry about any of the bureaucracy correct. and the red tape. Yep, correct. Yeah, so I mean, you think about like every business has different needs, right? Let's take this hypothetical, you know, scenario here of, of your business. What we say is like, hey, here's how the, like the value add works here is like you bring to the table what you're an expert in and that's everything your business, right? And what we'll bring to the table is all of the ins and outs of international hiring and managing all of what you just described essentially. And so you think about, you know, when companies come and talk to us and say, hey, this is what we need, this is what we look for. You know, what, what it looks like from our end is, is one, understanding those needs, but then what we can bring to the table is uh, essentially, you know, qualified, college-educated, you know, candidates that are speaking, reading, writing, studying college in English at the college level, which is pretty unique when you think about, you know, folks in emerging markets today. Um, so that alone is like a self-selector, self-qualifier, right, for the groups that we work with. Um, and then we have, a, you know, a whole talent acquisition team that's running through, you know, everything you can imagine from assessments and English and skill-based and education and hard skills and soft skills and internet speed and home office certification and the hardware device they're using from, like, all of that, you know, we handle on our side and just make it super easy for companies today to say, hey, I need to hire 10 customer support reps. Great. You know, they can start in a couple of weeks. Like, let, let's make it really easy on you to, to, you know, meet these folks, bet them, but get them in your door, um, you know, really quickly. Yeah.
So would I still have the right to like look at their resumes and yeah. profiles and I yeah. can pick? Yeah, we'll put together a custom hiring plan. You'll, you'll have the right to look at you know people's you know, backgrounds and actually meet them, interview them, look at them. And there's a real str strategic advantage for one, just like, hey, we can help you scale and hire in a fast and affordable way. But two, a lot of businesses come to us and say, hey, I need language speakers of this language. Or hey, I need a presence in this city, in this country. Or hey, I need 24-7 support. Can you get me folks that are working opposite time zone of us? Or hey, I need folks that just are working here, Utah, nine to five, you know, that are lined up with our time zone. Um, so there's a lot of the kind of, uh, you know, you get past like the basic, hey, here's what we can help you do and scale it, you know, hiring. But then there's a real strategic side of it is like, if you look at it from a business lens of what you're trying to accomplish in your business, there's some strategic, strategic moves that we can make to, to accomplish some of those things as well. Yeah. So that is where the, the value, I think, is derived yeah. if I'm sitting in this airline seat. So sounds like it's a really thorough and robust kind of vetting and then ultimately onboarding. Let's fast forward and um, the work's being done and things are, are going great. And I want to go to Corn Bellies on Friday afternoon. Yep. And who ordinarily doesn't? I'd be working. Yeah, who doesn't? Like, well, man, I wonder if like all the payroll is, is done and geez, I hope I didn't do anything illegal, yada, yada. Like, you're still going to be covering that aspect too. That right? all happens for us because, again, like, we're the hirer here, right? And, like, a true staffing model, we are the hirer here. And so we handle all of those complexities, and that all falls to us. Yeah. Yep. So, who got the short stick of, uh, on the founding team of managing <laughs> that part of it? Well, as I alluded to, like that was my background. I know that space, um, and so, so that falls to me uh, as we as we got off the ground. Like that was where I what I brought to the table because I had exposure into having this you know professional background of helping companies think through that and understand the risks involved and understanding the different complexities of different markets and what what that looks like. And so yeah, we're luckily we're able to offer that as part of our service and you know make that make that simple for our customers that they don't even have to think about it. Yeah. So are there certain countries that are a little bit more tailor-made or suited better for y'all, the business model, ultimately the, the workers and, uh, and customer? I'd say more region-based. And, you know, we can backtrack a little bit to more of kind of our growth story. We talked a little bit how we got started. And, and I'll, I guess I'll share this as I answer this question of like, um, you know, there's probably regions that are hotspots for us. But we've gone, you know, we're only in year three. So this is year three of our business. But today we employ just under 2,000 people globally. Uh, in about 65 countries. So our main hotspots are Latin America. So we employ people in every country from Mexico to Argentina, including the Caribbean, uh, except for a handful of countries like Venezuela, Suriname, Guyana, um, that are just places that we can't work today. Um, the other hotspot for us is Africa, and a, and a huge, you know, as part of, of our mission-driven approach, that's where we want to be. You know, it comes with, uh, quite honestly, some of the greater infrastructure or other challenges, but that's where we want to be and know where we want to be as a business in the future. But we employ people in some 20-odd countries across Africa today, um, which is awesome. And then in Asia, we have big teams in, in the Philippines and other areas in Asia. And then we have some, like, smaller scattered elsewhere. But the reality is, like, we're in the Caribbean, we're in the South Pacific, we're in Asia, we're in Eastern Europe. And, you know, it, it, because of our breadth, it's kind of how we can put together this kind of strategic um, you know, business value add and, and, and custom hiring plans where people need to go. Those are the primary markets that we work in, um, but that's where we've grown to, to now have a, a total global footprint of hiring thousands of people across, again, almost every single continent, 60 plus countries uh, in just a couple years. That is a lot. I didn't think it was that big. Yeah. Um, it also helps to be good at geography a little bit. 
So uh, we're going to open it up for questions here in a little while. So um, we'll have a microphone that, that is passed around. So start to get your courage up and get your, your questions ready here for Eric. So there's 8 billion people on planet Earth, and to your point and your whole like business thesis, there's a lot that can um, yes. do better, right? And it's kind of a common trait with people if they see somebody, a friend or a former colleague that um, seems happier and, and might um, be able to afford a, a better house, whatever it is, right, they're going to ask, what are you doing, right? Yep. Which in, I think translates to free marketing for you guys, right? Yeah, yeah, so I, I, I like... What you're alluding to is like, you know, we've we've had some good growth here in on this, like there's two sides of our business, right? Like we have our clients here in the US is one side of our marketplace and the other side is the folks, the wonderful folks that we work with overseas and working to build solutions for both and serve both and keep both happy and winning, right? And so on the one side of the market here in Utah um, and, and elsewhere in the United States, but here in Utah, right here around where we're at, you know, we're working with companies like Pura or Gab Wireless or Bamboo HR some of the bigger bigger solar companies in Utah, Blue Raven, Ion Solar, Solcius, right, to help them grow their staff teams and, and make them happy. But And we've seen some good growth there, but what you're talking about is like, you know, we've absolutely been overrun by folks overseas because the need is so great and because we're trying to add a real value to them. Um, and so, uh, you know, in, over the last couple of years that we've been doing this, we've had something like 25, 30,000 people come into our application process, come into our exclusive talent pool, um, without us spending a dollar on marketing or advertising because of what you just described of like, hey, again, started small of let's help some friends of ours in this part of the world double their income. And then eventually, you know, you're going to want to tell your friend about that when you're no longer having to commute two hours each way, you're doubling your income, right? And, and you're having this way better career experience, you're going to share that. And so that has now multiplied and rippled across countries and across borders and across continents. Um, and there's been some, you know, component of that of, uh, there's, been, there's been, I would say that's like the primary driver. There's been other kind of things that we've done to be strategic, but when you're doubling your income, you're going to share about it, right? Imagine all of us sitting here, like that's almost unfathomable to, fathomable to think about. Like if you 2x your income overnight, you'd be shouting it from the rooftops, right? You'd be thrilled. And so like we've seen that on that side of the market. And even here, like, you know, a lot of our growth has come as well from people being happy about our services and sharing about it and, and telling others. And that's been a great way for us to grow too. Yeah, so on the, the side here locally, um, if they're happy as well, they're also going to give you some free marketing and uh, yeah. accolades. But um, you hear in your world, um, you know, we're staffing up or we're staffing down. Um, with, with folks, let's just use Bamboo HR as an example, or let, let's just use my fake company that we sure. co-founded sure. on the airplane. That's right. Um, we're doing great, by the way. It's, thank you. It's taken off. Yeah. Is, are these, uh, like three months, six months, are these like forever types of arrangements or everything in between? Yeah, I mean, it's our, our approach is we want to work with companies that are looking for long-term um, hiring solutions, right? So as you think about, again, our mission, our, our formal mission statement is improving people's standards of living in emerging economies through remote work, right? So like that is our goal, is to help people improve their income, improve their standard of living through remote work. It's uh, our belief is that it's hard to do that through like gig economy or gig jobs, freelance jobs. So it's us. It's long term. We're thinking about the long term for these folks and thinking about how do you come in and just like we would do here, you work at a company for one to five years and it gives you great exposure, it gives you great resume builder, and then you maybe go do the next thing that takes you to the next level. And that's what we want to do for people abroad, right? Is help them build a resume, build a career path uh, in a similar way we would do here. That's long term and thinking for the future. Yeah. And. Um Things always change. That's part of life, uh, including like 
skill sets and, and technology. And yep. um, there's probably not a lot of folks on your platform that are repairing typewriters. Correct. Or, you know, um, harpooning whales, right? Correct. Like different skill sets are needed in, in this day and age. Do you think AI is going to be uh, impactful in a, in a negative or a positive way for you and your company and ultimately like your tw you know, 2,000 employees? Yeah, it's definitely something we're thinking about. And I think like it's going to, it's, it's coming. I mean, it's, it's all in the headlines, right? And I think for us to be at the front of it, it's thinking about how do we work with it, right? How do we work with AI instead of getting replaced by it? Um, and I think, you know, we're, we're on top of, we're, we're thinking about that and thinking, what, you know, what that means. But then we're also, you know, working with strategic partners, like I mentioned, you know, higher, higher education universities like BYU Pathway or BYU Idaho, that we're also expecting and asking to think about those things as well. Yeah. And do you think um, this will be like a slow percolating effect or do you think it'll be kind of rapid? My guess is, is uh, my guess and, and my hope, but I mean, I'm no expert in this, is that it will, it will be you know, uh, I don't know about slow, but it will be a steady kind of trajectory as you just think about with any new technology, user adoption and how it really, like it's one thing for us to go on and, and use ChatGPT as a consumer, but then it's another to like build systems and processes around that for a business. And so it's definitely coming, but to what to what extent and rate, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I think you'll probably be paying attention though. I will, obviously. yeah, we definitely are. Um, you know, for those that have been in, in these parts of the world that you're talking about, sometimes it seems like there's a glut of hairdressers or bakeries all in the same block. Um, yep. You guys probably have, like, pretty good data sets. Do you find that there's, like, certain regions where there's just a glut of graphic designers or front-end engineers, and, like, this is another way to kind of solve that, your guys' platform? More the former, what you talked about, right? Of like, hey, you think about a certain part of the world and it's like a lot of people do the same thing and, and there's not a lot of opportunities, right? And that's what I saw firsthand and what I've seen now as we've, as we've built this business. Um, and, and what we're trying to think through is like, how do you take someone from that, from nothing to something, the first job, right? Like the very first something, whether it's some basic, you know, data entry, what you can do from a cell phone, you know, sitting somewhere in Africa where you don't even have a computer, uh, whatever that is, right? Like, how do you take someone from there um, that's maybe has some informal skill, mechanic, you know, hairdresser, w w selling, you know, milk along the side of the road? Like, there's a lot of these informal economy jobs and thinking, how do we take someone from that to then, like, the first job and do that for a year or two and then maybe the second job, right? And do that for a couple years and then the third, where it's like we, we now have people that are all along this spectrum from no job, informal economy job, whatever that is, to full stack developer, right? Like with, within us, has been working with us for years. And how do we take people wherever they're at in that journey, in that spectrum, and help them move to the next, the next level? And like that, that's what we're thinking about as a business. Um, and, and that's what's fun is like, again, talking about our founding story is everything, you know, the decisions we make, like I mentioned kind of, hey, we're, we're, at, we're, we're willingly investing more in Africa, we're willing investing in, in these places is all around how do we help people progress? How do we help people grow? And like that example I described, take you know themselves to the next level in their in their career and their earning potential and all those things. That's great. Um, any questions out there for Eric? Hi, Eric. I'm Brian. I appreciate the hey. global effort that you're putting in to serve. I've I've traveled a little bit around the world and I know a little of what you're doing and I think it's admirable and amazing because it makes such a difference. The question I have is if you've got thirty thousand. Uh, people applying, how do you get through 30,000 applications and then how do you organize them and prioritize them? Like how do you help people find where 
your best opportunity to serve them is or an opportunity to serve them is? Yeah, I mean, it's evolving. It's evolved as we started from nothing to where we're at today, and it will continue to evolve, right? Like, I think there's always a growth stage for the business. And so at our first stage, it was different than our second stage, and it's different what I would consider now is today our third stage. But the short answer is we use technology, right? So we use technology to assess people's skills, English levels, background, experience. And then we also have a talent acquisition team whose sole responsibility is you know, working with these individuals, understanding their needs, understanding what they're looking for, understanding their capabilities, and accurately matching them to the hiring companies that we work with. So it sounds like you have a blend of technology and people together in order to help them out? Correct. Cool. Yep. Hi, I'm Jorge. Um, born and raised in Mexico, so I appreciate uh, what your company does. Um, my question is, do you maintain a relationship with employees once they're uh, employed? And if the company decides to let them go, uh, do you try to make uh, something to place them in a different company, or what's the process there? Yeah, good question. We absolutely do you know, maintain a relationship with them. And as I mentioned kind of earlier, of like, hey, our goal is long-term you know, jobs and careers, right? And so as you think about that with that context in mind, like we're bound, there's some things that are out of our control, right? Like you, in, in order to have a long-term job and career, you have to work and you have to perform and you have to you know, hustle and, and do those things. But the short answer is yes. Like each one of our you know, just under 2,000 you know, team members in our workforce today has a dedicated and named what we call success manager at Bloom. That's like their point of contact, their person, checking in on them, how are you doing, support, some of those things in addition to the professional kind of workspace support that they get. If and when a team member doesn't work with us any longer or is let go for whatever reason, they, go back in, they, they can go back into our talent pool and have kind of that same process that they did again of you know, being reconsidered um, you know, for another opportunity. Yep, good question. So two questions for you. One, um, there's a lot of different types of these companies, right? There's Samosource, yep. they do like labeling, yeah, right? There's yep. Shepherd, which is VAs, you also know. know them, yep. So you guys are you guys are a little different. You guys are basically staffing. So how do you compete against those, right? Are people hiring VAs through you or is it mostly other type of things? Yeah, it's also shifted as we've as we've grown. Like like I said earlier, like we're not reinventing the wheel here. We're just taking a different approach to that. Because, you know, th this industry's been around for decades, but we're trying to take a more human a more closer to home approach to it. Um, but the short answer is like, we're, we're, we're narrowing in on like, what do we do and what do we be do best? And that's staff teams. So it's like, hey, you wanna come hire one off VA from us? It's probably not us. Like we could do that. But if our goal at the end of the day is to create as many jobs overseas as possible, what that means is you know, getting as many clients here in the States. And the way we can do that and, and I think dedicate the resources to provide a, like a world-class experience is we've decided on like staffing teams for people. Um, so that, that's it. Like, there's more to it of like how we differentiate other than, hey, the mission-driven side, the unique talent pool that we work with, and the fact that, hey, we narrow in and say like, this is what we're gonna offer as like full stack teams, staffed teams for companies. Love it. And I looked at your pricing, it's actually really straightforward, which is nice, yeah. but how do you balance, you know, cause like, different countries have wildly different pay scales, so does everyone get paid the same, or is it basically paid based on their geographical location? It's pretty much everyone gets paid the same within like reason. Like So like there are some extreme differences if you look at like Europe versus Africa, like that, you know, some stark contrast there. But for mostly of us, it's like, hey, if, if we know there's like a, a, what we call on our website, a tier one kind of job, we'll find, you know, the people that fit that no matter where they, they're at. Because, you know, we know what they're making before. We want them to, you know, everyone that works with us, you know, those 1,700, almost 100% of them are having a significant, like, pay increase, right? And, and that's the fun thing about, I mean, you seem like you know a lot about this space or, or more than the average person. 
But what's nice about what we do as well is that the companies that you mentioned, you know, the, the, the way they work is the same similar model to us where we have to take a margin to cover our costs and grow our business of operating and hiring. Our margin is typically about half what those other companies take, which is kind of crazy. But we said, hey, we're going to be committed to paying people more because it will attract us better talent and more loyal talent and we'll be a volume-based business. Hence, going back to, again, like we staff full teams for people knowing that we'll create more jobs and it will be like focused in on what we can excel at. Um, but that's a cool part of, of what we do is like openly saying we will take less margins knowing we'll hire more people and eventually you know, we'll come back full circle and help us win more. I wanted to talk to you more about your differentiation. Like my husband right now is hiring from a similar staffing agency in Vietnam sure. and doing the recording. Like I get why somebody would sign up to be a worker. Yep. But I'm trying to understand, like just now you're like, yeah, we have lower margins, but that doesn't mean you have, you're passing that cost along, Sure. which is awesome. Like that's cool. But if I have a whole bunch of options, why do I choose you guys? Yep. There's a couple things. So one is like the mission driven approach. Like people want to be bought into doing good and that's all, you know, what we're about. And we want to work with companies that do that. Two is the unique talent pool that we work with. Right. So like the vast majority of companies out there cannot say, as we can say, hey, we work almost exclusively with college educated folks at the accredited American level that has spent time reading, writing, studying alongside Americans in English at the college level, which is very unique. Right. And you get into the specifics of our model. This is like a there's a long winded thing here. But if you call this outsourcing, outsourcing has been done for decades. Right. Where it's like you send out a job to be done and you expect it to be done. Our model is more like insourcing. We bring in our team members into clients' companies, and we're much more involved in the process, which means our success rates and performance rates are much higher. So there's kind of three things there, right? Like our mission, the talent pool we work with. You could include price in that, which is like very competitive. And then fourth is our model is disrupting kind of the legacy old school players of this space. And I think because of those four kind of things together, along with the timing of the market, we've come in and, like I mentioned, we've grown to you know almost 2,000 people 30 full-time employees, millions of dollars of revenue in just a couple of years where, you know, it'll take, a, I think other, I think that alone speaks to like our differentiator and that it, it lands with customers. I have a friend that uh, took some laptops down to South Africa with him cool. and, and he's helping people do the pathway thing. Yep. My question is, how do they get a hold of you to put their applications in yeah, good question. to work for you. Is your friend David Rupper? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, there's a couple of groups that do that and love love that kind of thing. Uh, the short answer is, like I mentioned, a lot of them have heard about us and we've had you know tens of thousands apply. It's as simple as going to our website. There's a button that says find work. You fill out the application and they come into our system, right? Yep, good question. Yeah, first of all, thank you for your work. It has been incredible to, to hear you today. and. What are uh, what has uh, have been the um, the main challenges of your of, of the growth of your company? Because a lot of entrepreneurs started with the idea, with the values, right, and the heart. Yeah. And when you start building like processes and procedures, right, it's like you're becoming a corporate structure, right, and maybe yeah. you will lose momentum. So, do you have that challenge or? I mean, absolutely. I think someone would be lying if they said they don't have challenges getting a business off the ground. Um, and so I think for us, it was. Again, as I mentioned earlier, like it started just with the goal of trying to help people. Like that was the motivation, and it wasn't like I was looking. I mean, I, I I've always been entrepreneurial, but it wasn't like I was you know, actively thinking, you know, what's the business I can get off the ground in a couple of years and take it to you know whatever X number of revenue. But it's more so like, you know, what's the, what's the pain I'm trying to solve? So I think that's where it started, and that motivation 
has made it easier to overcome the challenges that have come along the way of like knowing I'm extremely passionate about this, I'm bought into this, which makes the long days and the hard nights and the challenges. Um, but it's, it's everything. Like it's, at first it's, you know, it's trying to figure out those two sides of the marketplace. And again, of just like, can we do this? Can we serve this group and can we serve that group in a way that gives us revenue, right? And gives us a path to keep doing it more and more and more. And then through startup land, there's everything, you know, there's, there's, you learn about hiring, you learn about making, making legal mistakes, and you learn about making, uh, you know, bi wrong business decisions. Um, so th th I think we've experienced the, the similar challenges that a lot of businesses have of getting off the ground. Um, and, and, and the motivation has been what's, I think, let us push through that, work really hard, be excited about this, and, and see some good growth. I think that's a very great story. Just um, curious, um, do you, your company start or have been thinking to do some verification process, like say education and verifi verification or experience verif verification? Have you done anything? Because it's like oversee, like you need to kind of verify a lot of things and, and you know, company relies on you to finding people. Have you done anything like that? Yeah, so as part of like, uh, it kind of goes back to the question we got earlier around like, how do we process 25,000 people, right? So as we do that, like, uh, there's kind of a spectrum of verification, right? Of all the things I mentioned around, you know, language capability to what you're talking about, more background, education, experience. And so we do, you know, all of that as, as part of our kind of uh, talent processing process. Um, and it also helps that we partner, you know, formally with online universities like BYU Pathway or BYU Idaho Online, because then we have a direct source to the verification of degrees and some of those other things. Um, so, you know, you got to do something to verify, you know, work experience at any level, and we do all, you know, assessments and all of that depending on the job. Um, but yeah, it's different for for the job and industry and things of that nature. But we do that as part of our talent acquisition process. A lot of businesses talk about impact and, and mission and values, and um, you don't need to be Sherlock Holmes to know that they're mostly full of hot air, right? Sure. But, and then others, uh, they do have like a, an impact in addition to like paying their employees and, and helping them grow and, and all of those things. But you guys, I think, from an outside view looking in, you get something fun at the end, which is like smiling faces and like happy stories and yeah. good things. So I know it sounds like that's one of the main drivers for you, um, as you built the business and started to get some of these returns, right? Like some of the stories, some of the, the facts of these people's lives improving. How does that make you feel? And if there's any that kind of come to mind as like some of your favorites, share those. Yeah, definitely. I mean, as I mentioned in this last couple of questions, like that's been the whole motivator for us and what I think has helped us push through some of the hard times of, of startup journey, startup land. Um, but there's a couple things here. I'll share a couple like specific stories. Um, but then like on my LinkedIn and on our company LinkedIn, I often share these stories from people. Uh, and then if you go to our website, there's a there's a our impact we have our impact page. You can read some of the stories there as well, and even see our impact report from last year in 2022, where we share the data behind all the jobs we created, the multiple millions of dollars that we put directly into the pockets of people in emerging economies, the amount of hours we help people save from commuting you know, all of these kind of, uh, the real data, and we'll do that annually as part of like sharing not only those stories, but the data behind that. Um, the story comes to mind uh, that, that I wanna share is like, you know, we talked earlier again about that like progression of taking, if we were a normal business not focused on impact, and this is what most businesses in this space do, we've talked about a couple, it's like they will tout, we work with the top 1% of people in this country or in this place, right? Like if I was a normal business just focused on profits, that that's what we would do. 
right? But we're not that. And so we're focused on, again, how do we take people from zero to 0.5 to one to 1.5 to two? Like, how do we take them up the, up the, the chain of progression? Um, and there's a story that comes to mind earlier this year. I had the chance to go to Papua New Guinea um, and, and I had the chance to go sit in the homes of some of the people we employ uh, in Papua New Guinea. Um, and there's a, a, a wonderful girl um, that, that we had a chance to, to go um, and visit her and her family in her home. And she was the sole provider um, for her, her, her parents, her brother. Um, and while we were there, I had the chance just to hear her story sit in her home. And what she told us is that like, this is really interesting. The, the challenge to her working remotely wasn't access to internet. It was actually access to electricity and running water. So like in, where she lived out, out in the smaller town, out in kind of the bush of Papua New Guinea, like they could buy data and you could top up. You know, everyone now has a smartphone and has a cell phone. And it's kind of shocking that the percentage of their income that goes to topping up you know, those data plans and being online. But the hard part was charging her computer. And it was you know, having access to running water. And so she would commute into town every day to do that. But through in, uh, inflation that we've seen this year, the bus fare doubled. Right, and so it's like her costs of working now have doubled. You know, how does that how does that go in, into into account there? Um, and just got to hear kind of her her story and challenges. And while we were there, um, had this cool experience. We were able to set up a solar panel on her house for her family, able to now work from home. And like those are the types of things that we're exploring. Of like, what more can we do? Like, what more can we do to unlock and bring down kind of the barriers for people working remotely in faraway places like the jungle of Papua New Guinea? And now she's gone from that like tier one kind of low point job to now the next one where she's tripled her income even from that job like to the next one up with us because she's sharp she's hungry she's scrappy she's capable right and got to see that firsthand and there's literally go 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 check out our website there's hundreds and dozens of these stories of people that are saying hey I've 6x'd my income here in Zimbabwe or in Cameroon right and now I'm working from home and what does that do for me because you think about I, I could talk about this all day because I'm really passionate about it but you think about um like someone that, whatever it is, 2x, 3x, 5x is their income and now works from home. What's cool is that that impacts every single area of their life that's important in my perspective, right? Like it impacts their home life um, because now they have more time and disposable income to be a more present parent or spouse. It impacts their ability to improve their career path, their higher education potential, their ability to serve in their community. Um, again, like all the areas that are most important are directly benefited from this, and then it goes generational. Because you think about, again, someone, wherever it is, 5X is their income. Now their kids grow up in a home with disposable income where seeing mom and dad work online and study online is the norm, right? And it changes the shift of like seeing mom and dad go to the market every day to sell potatoes or whatever it is, right? It's like you grew up in this home and now that's like, of course I'm gonna do that when I grow up. I saw mom and dad working online of course I'm gonna do that when I grow up. Like it's you know, no brainer. And that's the cool part to me is like, if we're successful as a company, in 10, 15, 20 years, we will have thousands of people that their career path is like dramatically altered and changed and their earning potential is increasing and they're earning more, you know, they're earning in their 20s what they would earn in their 30s or 40s, right? And then it will trickle down to their kids and, and we'll hopefully see people that will start businesses and be executives and be leaders in their communities. And that, that's the end game for us. Very cool. That is an ambitious undertaking. Congrats to you and uh, and your team. Uh, love the the work that you guys are doing, and uh, it's not without a bunch of trials and, and tribulations. But uh, you guys seem squared away, and uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people all over the world. You don't get to say that very often that uh, are happy as well. That's the hope. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Thank guys. Thank you.